0: you okay. If you are looking for vendor process training for you or your entire vendor team, head over to my site at DeborahRRichardson.com and click on the Vendor Team Training Solved button to learn more about what is included in the monthly or annual plan and also to download a 2021 training schedule. Get the training that you and your team needs to avoid payment fraud, duplicate vendors, compliance fines, and more. So if your vendor team or accounts payable help desk is still taking calls from vendors, well, I have some information to help you. And that includes some 2021 updates because we know there have been changes since the pandemic. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 145. Is your accounts payable team still taking phone calls from vendors? Updated for 2021. The human voice, the oldest and most effective interaction, is being used by cybercriminals or fishers to solicit sensitive information via live phone calls. Now, this social engineering tactic is sometimes called vishing, where emotional triggers, a sense of urgency, etc., are used to play on our human vulnerabil- uh, vulnerabilities. Now, combine that with the user in this case, the AP help member or customer service team member being the weakest link in any security system and a basis for really eliminating those live phone calls can be made. Now, the rise of scams with the pandemic in 2020 increased fraud in accounts payable. um, As with uh, as with most functions um and the phones are really being targeted. Um I posted a new scam alert in 2020 um from both the Federal Bureau of Investigations FBI um, and the Cyber Criminal or Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agencies uh, CISA CISA and they warned against an increase of vishing which is again phone phishing um, since the start of the company's working from home. They found that in mid-July um, of 2020, a vishing campaign was reported that target employees, VPN credentials, and even spoofed phone numbers of colleagues and other employees at these companies to appear legitimate. Now, I posted another new scam alert in 2020, where SC Magazine posted about how cyber criminals are using a combination of of email or phishing and phone phishing as a two-prong attack to businesses. In IOFM's Benchmarks Accounts Payable Customer Service from November 2013, it was not a question of whether accounts payable teams were taking live phone calls, but rather how many FTEs, uh, which team members the calls were routed to, how many were vendors versus employees, that type of thing. Now, fast forward to May 2018, where a question about AP customer service efficiency to the IOFM's advisor. Panelists um, met with responses revealing a, tri- a trend toward eliminating phone calls in favor of vendor portals, CRM tools, email, and ticketing systems. Now, fast forward to 2021, and AP teams are being targeted even more um, uh, every day by cyber criminals, and that question still remains. So if your AP team is still taking calls, you wanna make sure to have techniques in place that can authenticate the callers. Now I do have one, two, three, four, five different um, recommendations for this process. So let's start with the first one. One is to authenticate each external call, whether they are a vendor or an employee, before discussing any invoice or vendor account information. You want to require that the vendor provide at least two pieces of information that a fraudster would not know, um, such as an invoice number and maybe the last four digits of any bank account number on file or um, the last um, uh, four digits of the tax ID, something that would not all um, also be on the same document. So you wouldn't wanna ask for an invoice number and an invoice date because that might be on, uh, that will be on an invoice and if a froster gets a hold of that, then they can authenticate. Now for the employee, you wanna require that they provide two pieces of information such as their cubicle number or their next level up. Just make sure it's something that the AP help desk or, or customer service team has access to look up and verify maybe on your, uh, something that's included on your intranet. Now, if the AP team member, customer service uh, uh, team member, or help desk team member is suspicious, they can try this vendor tactic. Now, according to social-engineer.org, if you ask the suspected visher for their name, company, and phone number, or even just put them on hold... The, uh, fisher will disconnect. So if the help desk member is uncomfortable in any way, they can take the caller's information, tell them someone will call them back. And if they actually give identifying information, it can be validated or handed, uh, handed over to leadership and or the security team. Now the second, uh, the second tip is to give the APT members or give APT members a reference for authentication. Now the reference makes it easier for APT members to remember what information can be used to authenticate the caller. It is helpful if different combinations of elements um, can be used to authenticate. So now all they have to do is pick and choose maybe from different columns. Um, also, it can increase the potential that the APT members will actually comply with the policy. Um, Don't forget to include a short script to be used to explain the reason for the authentication and how to end the call when the authentication is not successful. Now this reference should be treated as confidential and it's not to be shared with anyone outside of the AP team. Now, the third one is to really monitor to ensure authentication is being followed. Um, Listen Uh, Randomly in supervisory mode, if your phone system has that feature, or consider recording calls and auditing those weekly. Follow up with team members as necessary, and include in the performance reviews or their performance reviews, if possible. This is one area where it may be done in the beginning. However, as time passes, or even during busy uh, busy times like month end or year end, it's easy. for the APT member to just skip um, to increase productivity. Um, so keep make sure that you put this uh, monitor, monitoring in place because what is measured improves. Now the fourth one is to limit information revealed. So even when the vendor um, or employee authenticates, still limit the information that the help desk or customer service APT member can give over the phone. You wanna separate um, Uh, the information that can be given over the phone and what information can only be confirmed. So have a set for what can be given versus what can only be confirmed. So for example, if a vendor wants to verify which bank account their payment went to, have them give you the bank account number and you can confirm whether it is um, what is on file for that vendor. Also, don't reveal any information that is used to authenticate the vendor. Now, the last one, number five, is to send a vendor confirmation. So if any information is updated in the vendor master file, have a means to notify the vendor using the previous information prior to the update. So if the email was updated, send the notification to the previous email, letting the vendor know that there was a change on the account. Now, include in the notification the reply to information for your team in case the change was not initiated by the vendor. Um, a quick note on this one, supporting documentation should be required for any change to the vendor master file. However, there are those times where a remittance email address has been fat fingered or not been added and the vendor is calling to uh, into the help desk to get remittance information. So anytime uh, that information is updated on the vendor master file from the that phone call, and this should really be a rare occasion, um, you need to make sure uh, that you send vendor confirmation. And I actually recommend that you send that vendor confirmation when any change is made from any type of method. So if they send it an email, if they send you something via um, regular mail, um, if you get uh, something faxed in or uh, something dropped off on your desk, just make sure anytime that vendor master file record is touched and updated. that the vendor is notified. All right. So, um, this was, so vishing is a big thing. I actually did have it as one of the top three fraud risks, um, of 2021. Um, but if you want to stay up to date with fraud trends, uh, you really need to have a way to do that on a regular basis. And if you would like, I do have weekly training for your vendor team, uh, including new frauds and how to combat them. And you can sign up for the vendor process team training pass, I'll leave the link in the link to the blog post, um, so you'll uh, you'll be able to uh, click through to that blog post in the show notes for this podcast. Now, the fourth Thursday of every month is fraud training, and I go over all of the new scam alerts along with how your team can combat that. So make sure you check that out. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 145th episode of Putting the AP in Happy Podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.